0: Welcome to Leadership Conversations by Nick Johnson, The Untold Secrets of the C-Suite. I am speaking with industry leaders on hot and trendy topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us Fabian Tertura. He's the Chief Information Officer with Asia-Pacific Bollore Logistics. Fabian, how are you today?
1: Uh, I'm perfect. How are you, Nick?
0: Yes, I'm very good, thanks. And you have an exciting topic we're going to jump into in a minute here. But first of all, please introduce yourself.
1: Uh, sure, uh, so, so my name is Fabien Tertois. I'm the Chief Info Officer for Logistics in the Asia-Pacific. So basically my role is to make sure that uh, all our 5000 plus users across the region have access in a secure manner to all the systems that they need to, uh, to do their job. Uh, keeping the company safe is also, of course, on, on top of the uh, agenda. Uh, so, yeah, typically at the core of the, the digital transformation of the uh, of the industry, which is one of the topics that we're going to talk about today.
0: Great. And when I asked you what topic you wanted to cover, you said future-proofing logistics. What does this mean?
1: Yeah, it seems pretty ominous, right? Uh, <laughs> so, basically, uh, what, what this means is that... Um, As an industry, uh, we, the logistics industry, really need to transform uh, how supply chain run today, uh, just to make sure that we're still in business in uh, in a matter of few years. So we're gonna talk about uh, sustainability, we're gonna talk about supply chain resilience, and we're gonna talk about talent, which are the three pillars upon which uh, we feel that we have to build on to make sure that we're still in business in a few years.
0: Okay. And you mentioned already here that the three things we need to know here. Uh, could you elaborate yeah. a little bit further? Why are the why are these three things important?
1: Sure. Okay. Um, so the the first one I mentioned was sustainability. Um, I mean, we're all aware about climate change. Uh, hopefully, no one is uh, no longer uh, speaking against the fact that uh, that humans are responsible for climate change with uh, because of greenhouse gas emissions going to uh, mostly business activity, but also you know personal leisure, uh, personal life, everything. Um, supply chain is really at the core of this. Supply chain, uh, by and large, is responsible for over half of the greenhouse gas emissions, be it by transportation, being by uh, extracting raw materials, uh, processing raw materials, and everything. I'm not saying logistics itself is in, is responsible for half of the of the emissions. I'm saying supply chain at large, including manufacturing, including sourcing. Um, so uh, so we definitely have to do something about it. We can just cannot go on like this, uh, you know, emitting whatever the plant is, is able to absorb uh, in a year, we emit it now globally in less than six months. So uh, it's no longer a question of, of, uh, of when can we act. It's a question of what can we do right now, and what can we do right now to make sure that life is still possible in, uh, for, for our kids or, or, or our grandkids. Um, so supply chain being at the core of it, and log- logistics being the core of supply chain, uh, we have to do something about this. So what I mean to say is that logistics companies who don't really tackle sustainability issues in the very short term, in the coming couple of years, uh, will end up being out of business very, very soon. And what's pending is not just uh, customers, not, not wanting to work with, uh, with uh, less sustainable uh, logistics providers. It's also a question about regulations. Uh, so we see more and more stringent regulations, especially in Europe. Uh, probably America will one day uh, pivot again uh, towards uh, more sustainability. Maybe uh, maybe Asia Asia will act uh, first. Um, but typically, most operators uh, that have business in Europe, they are already feeling the the weight of uh, of new regulations. Uh, so if you don't have solutions, that are ready when the regulations hit, uh, then you're in trouble. So, if you can anticipate that, then you have a competitive edge, because if you're ready first, then uh, then you will attract more more business. Um, so, I think that would be uh, that would. That would be the first one, and I'm not saying that it's easy, I'm not saying that we have a new magical recipe, and I'm not saying that we are, uh, as a company, a lot more sustainable than, than others, others. Uh, what, what what I can say is that we invest a lot in this, uh, in this topic, uh, be it with sustainable aviation fuel, which is part of the answer, uh, but also working with our customers to optimize their transport to use means that uh, from the start emit less greenhouse gas than, uh, than others. So typically shifting from air freight to other means of transportation like road freight, which emits 10 times less CO2 or sea freight, which emits a hundred times less uh, CO2 per kilogram per kilometer, which would be our main uh, our main KPI for this. So that's, that's uh, sustainability. Uh, Then the second thing was uh, supply chain resilience. Um, So here, I I think resilience is a word that we've heard a lot uh, because of COVID, because of uh, supply chain being disrupted and everything. Um, So it's not something that you can achieve by just snapping your fingers and launching a few projects here and there, Uh, it relies on a lot of uh, of different factors. It relies on uh, your network of uh, vendors. So being resilient means that you can very quickly pivot from one vendor to another if you have uh, if you have an issue. Um, it also means that you have um, you have systems that are pretty agile that you can shift from uh, one process to another very very quickly. Um, it means also that you have a lot of people that you can really rely on uh, and. And somehow that you haven't digitized too much and i think this is uh, you know this is an interesting angle because we we hear a lot about how we need to be more efficient we need to digitize a lot and everything uh, the fact is that once the process has been digitized and even worse if you can <laughs> if i can say so if it's been automated uh, then it loses a lot of agility um it's Fairly easy. I'm not saying it's, uh, you know, again, it's not just snapping your fingers, but typically explaining explaining a new task to a human uh, can be just a matter of minutes, right? Uh, programming a new task in a system, uh, this can take days or even weeks. So if you have to pivot very very quickly, uh, sometimes you can be a lot more agile if you uh, if you still have humans <laughs> handling the handling the process. Um, so this this means that you need to have uh you also need to have the right people you need to have people with the the, the culture that is uh you know a very high commitment to uh, to customer service um, but also an openness to share about issues and uh and and look for solutions look for actual improvements on on how you can make your your process uh smoother and more efficient and again i'm not saying that if you know, efficiency is not always uh, digitizing or automating. Uh, the first thing that you need to do is looking at your process. So, um, I'm I'm fairly sure that not there are not many CIOs who are telling that you know digitization is not the solution. But uh, I I have a manufacturing background before uh, before I, I, I jumped to uh, to uh, IT. And uh, the first thing you learn in in manufacturing is that you don't automate something that has already already been very very much optimized because you don't want to automate waste. Mm. And I think uh, sometimes in uh, in IT and digitization we uh, we don't have this uh, this very down to earth approach and we uh, jump to uh, automating a lot of different things and we end up with something that is totally out of control because it's too complicated for for people to remember how it's uh, how it's done. Right. Uh, so th- I think this brings me to the last point, right? To uh, to talent. Um, so I think there's really a continuity in between, you know, the resilience and the agility that we need, because it relies mostly on humans uh, and and talent. So once you have this good team, this good culture, uh, it's it's really a challenge nowadays uh, to uh, to retain uh, the right people in the right place. Um, just because as you know any any uh, any company, um, they, they can't always propose new positions to staff that have been in a certain role for a number of years and they're performing very, very well in this role. So sometimes from the company standpoint, the the what you want to do is have this person you just keep on doing the same job perfectly fine, but uh, if you put your yourself in uh in in the, the 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 in the employee's shoes, of course you want to learn, you want to you want to change, you want new challenges and everything. Um, so I think it's a real challenge for logistics operators. Not speaking about other companies, I'm I'm pretty sure it's uh, you know across all industries uh, we all face the same the same challenges. But speaking for uh for logistics, we have a lot of different specialty roles in between you know, uh, people who know customs, people who know air freight, people who know sea freight. It can be hard to pivot from one role to another, uh, but it's really something that we have to uh, to work on. Uh, and uh, this can be achieved by making our systems easier to use, our processes also simpler to understand, maybe trying to do a little bit less customization for, for, for our customers, even though our customer really love when we can propose uh, really tailor-made services um, uh, at, at the same time we also need to make uh, staff rotation for instance a little bit uh, easier so that we can propose new challenges to to staff and retain uh, retain the right people we really have to build on uh, on the talent pool because uh, because this is what makes uh, the company agile and this is also what makes the company evolve in the right direction.
0: Right. Okay, Fabian, uh, that was very interesting. Thank you for taking us through the details of that. And I think you already clearly answered my next question here. Because <laughs> I was going to ask you why companies need to focus on this, but it's clear that you say that if we don't focus on future proofing your logistics, you will be out of business in a few years. Is that right, Fabian?
1: Yeah, uh, again, looping back to regulations around sustainability, we all know that it's coming. We don't know exactly when, we don't know exactly uh, where, Probably Europe first, but uh, a lot of countries will follow in Europe tracks, like like we've seen with you know data privacy and GDPR. So it's an entirely different topic, but uh, typically uh, some some of these uh, concepts uh, were born in in uh, in Europe, and they, they could be born uh, anywhere else in the world. But we know that this is coming, and uh, regulations will be more and more stringent. Uh, so mm-hmm. people, so companies need to adapt and anticipate. Um, and retention again, uh, this is something that. All companies are facing right now. I think it's uh, uh, quite bad. Uh, we used to say it was quite bad in Asia um, a few years ago, but I think with the pandemic now it's bad everywhere. <laughs> mm. uh, you now we hear about this big resignation in, uh, in 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 America, maybe also Europe a little bit. Um, so uh, knowing the importance of uh, company culture uh, to to make uh, to make companies resilient and uh, and sustainable, um, I. I don't think that company that let a very high turnover um, stay in their in their company can really uh, can really be, really be sustainable
0: right and you touched on the pandemic there let me ask you this as the last question for today Fabian. Mm-hmm. what have changed then since the
1: pandemic so uh, against only speaking for the logistics industry a lot of things changed in the past couple of years that it really accelerated a number of different things and and really changed a lot of different priorities um, so there there were you know in in, in the last two years uh, so we had the pandemic overnight uh, no planes in the air so no uh, air freight capacity uh, so everybody you um, Know, shifting to to sea freights. We ended up with uh, container shortages, uh, lockdowns in different cities, uh, also disrupting everything. And then we had the Suez Canal that was blocked for about a week. That was another major disruption, ended up with port congestion in Europe. I mean, it was, an, you know, Nightmare after nightmare of big changes, uh, people working overnight to try to just shift the goods and everything so that uh, consumers could, ha- could still have their Amazon or Lazada orders or, uh, or whatever. Uh, so it's been quite, quite interesting. The other interesting thing that happened is that, you know, in our offer and demand uh, markets, when the, when the the demand is, is getting higher and the offer is actually decreasing, there are also a lot of business opportunity. And it's true to say that supply chain operators, so shippers and uh, and 3PL, so companies like us, uh, logistics service providers, um, it's true that we're making a lot of money right now. And it wasn't the case before. So now that we also have a lot of opportunity to invest and hopefully we'll invest in the right things. So sustainability, uh, invest in our staff as well um, and uh, and, uh, and and hopefully as a CIO in our systems to make them also easier to use and more resilient and maybe also more open to uh, to our customers and our suppliers.
0: Okay well thank you for clarifying that Fabian and indeed a very very a great topic here you're enlightening all. So thank you so much for being with us today Fabian. I wish you a fantastic afternoon.
1: Thank you Nick a um, very good afternoon to you too.
0: Thank you for listening to Leadership Conversations by Nick Johnson, The Untold Secrets of the C-Suite. To listen to more episodes, please follow me on LinkedIn, Spotify, or any of my other channels. Thank you.